This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Joining us now over Zoom is Associate Professor Helen Roberts. She'll be speaking to us about businesses now being required to report on their gender pay gap. Kia ora, Helen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, kia ora, Case. It's great to be talking to you this morning. Thank you for having me on the programme. The gender pay gap refers to the gap specific to a particular economic state between women's average pay and men's average pay. Could you explain to our listeners what factors have contributed to the gender pay gap and how have these factors changed over time? Yeah, sure. So it's quite a complex relationship. So in the past, uh, probably we would say that differences in education levels, occupation, industries, you'd see men in some industries and large proportions of women in other industries, and that definitely over time has contributed to the pay gap. But more recently, the gender gap uh, that's still in place would probably not be attributable to those factors as much now. So mm-hmm. the question is, why do we still see a pay gap when we've got men and women, you know, getting higher levels of education, equal opportunities for employment, and ranging across all possible industries within a sector? So it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I was going to ask you that the gender pay gap is obviously not an isolated issue that happens only in Aotearoa. You know, we see it affecting workplaces across the globe. But is, does anything stand out to you as a strong reason for why the gender pay gap is still occurring in Aotearoa? Uh, so I think there are some factors that do contribute to it that are difficult to measure, and these are more around behaviour in the workplace, mm-hmm. uh, potentially attitudes to appointments in the workplace, and what we'd say are unconscious biases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you see preferences being given to certain groups of people or certain ages of people based on you know their ability and then progression is affected by other factors that might take for example women out of the workplace for a while and then they come back in and they're at a different uh, level I guess than their male counterparts and that slows down their ability uh, to get promotions and opportunities to go into different levels. So these are all factors that are influencing decisions around who gets appointed to what level and how much they're being paid. Yep. And is the gender pay gap consistent across all age groups? And if so, what age age range is the gap the greatest? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's surprisingly it is not. It varies a lot. And mm-hmm. we see the biggest pay gap, actually, in the age ranges sort of 40 to 44, 45 to 49, and then all the way up to pre-retirement, which are those years when you typically expect people to be at the peak of their careers, progressing, getting appointments at high levels and earning high levels of income for that greater level of responsibility. But uh, at the moment, you know, pay gap is around 8.3%. It's come down a little bit from 92 last year. Mm-hmm. But in some of those higher age groupings, so 50 to 59, 50 to 54, it's, it's more than still quite high. And when looking at the gender pay gap, I know many ask, you know, is the gap consistent between all working sectors or does it vary? So it's not consistent across all work, se- work sectors, sorry. Mm-hmm. So in Aotearoa, the representation of women across high-level jobs uh, is quite biased, right? It's yeah. quite a male-dominated uh, focus as a whole. There are more men in those top-level positions than there are women. And often women are employed in industries where the majority of workers are women and those occupations tend to be lower paid. So there is definitely a sector effect that's driving that pay gap. And the New Zealand Labor government 
um, plans to require large firms to publish the gender pay gap data in an effort to get equal pay for women in the country. Do you believe these reports will create a visible change in our gender pay gap statistics or is a more radical policy required? And that's, again, a great question. So I think a first step to trying to address the issue is increasing transparency around the gap. And that obviously increases awareness. So everybody then has an opportunity to read that information and ask questions around it. So certainly it puts pay equity and pay gap uh, into regular conversations in the workplace. It also alerts customers and other stakeholders uh, to that information that might be a factor that influences whether or not they support certain businesses or sectors because of the pay gap. Mm. And it helps to put pressure on firms to take steps to address that pay gap. In terms of greater disclosure, I think what we need to do is implement an agency some kind of body that has a regular responsibility to monitor what's happening in the workplace around pay gap and actually help companies to implement strategies to address that gap and reduce it. And on a more more personal level, what can individuals in Aotearoa actively do to address and help resolve the gender pay gap? Mm -hmm, Great. Yes, so obviously lobbying for pay equity. You know, if you're working in a sector or in a business where you know there is a pay gap, Uh, putting in more support around women's employment training, education opportunities so that there are more pathways and positive impacts on all groups of women in the workforce so that they can progress uh, as well. uh, Helping to implement strategy through boards of directors, you know, upper level management, changing culture around how organisations view people and appointments uh, so that there's better transparency and equity around that are all ways that we can work together uh, to try and reduce that pay gap. Piggybacking off of that, factors of gender bias and gender stereotypes further contribute to the gender pay gap, with employers who are genuinely men tend to both, you know, as you said, unconsciously and often purposefully employ people similar to themselves, which are, of course, other men. What can be done to tackle these generalised stereotypical views about women as workers during the employment process? Uh, so I think there needs to be a greater representation of women in the appointment panels. So having more women on the board, we know that has a positive effect on seeing women move up to the high echelons in the workplace. Uh, And in addition to that, allowing for annual reviews and incremental pay rises according to accomplishments. So recognising people in the organisation and implementing strategies that actively promote uh, the benefit that they bring to the firm and recognising that uh, through uh, a a line that allows them to increase their responsibility in the workplace and earn greater pay as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And going back to Labor's gov- uh, the Labor government's plan, the reports are not required to feature the nature of the pay gap in relation to individuals faced with problems in relation to ethnicity or disability. Do you believe that this should be included in the report or perhaps should be a report in itself? Oh, certainly it is a big factor aside from the gender pay gap. So mm-hmm. ethnic pay gaps even compound uh, the existing problem that we have. So when we look at uh, ethnic groups, in particular women, we know that, uh, for example, the uh, Pākehā European women earn around 12% less, but when we look at uh, Māori, they're earning 23% less, and Pacifica women earning 24% less. So 
there are very, very big issues around ethnic pay gaps in the workplace, which I think we should also be addressing at the same time. Yeah, just going off some of those statistics, I guess, and final, this will be my final question. What more do you think we could could be doing to support our disadvantaged minority groups here in Aotearoa? Yeah, so I think that there are, are certainly ways that uh, we need to think more creatively around how we include those people into the workplace, giving them access to professional development, upskilling events, information about promotions, um, supporting again annual reviews, and allowing them to have those incremental pay rises that help them to progress uh, through the levels in the workplace where they are, but also move into a more responsible position. So not having a system whereby they stay in the same role for long periods of time with very low uh, pay increases. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.